welcome to discussions of music, healing, and consciousness with your hosts, Chris Noble and Bill Protzman. On this podcast, Chris and I offer a spontaneous, ongoing conversation about how music is intertwined with healing and consciousness. Our first season helped lay the foundation and build some of the superstructure for what we want to do here in Season 2, where we'll be welcoming some intriguing guests, going deeper into ancient mysteries and wisdom, and cultivating your background knowledge and curiosity. We hope these discussions will inspire your own study and practice of the musical and healing arts, and that your contribution to advancing world consciousness will be satisfying for you and transformative to those around you. Let's get started. Hey, you know what? This is a weird thing, but um, you're reminding me, you said inspiration, all that. And over the course of the summer, I had two totally unrelated projects come my way. People say, I have lyrics here. Bill, can you put music to these? And um, it's been such a crazy thing. And of course, you know, the answer is yes. This, it's all spec. Nobody pays you for this stuff, but never you never know. You might get a good song, right? And um, And you never know. <laughs> But I, I've have you ever had an experience like that where you're collaborating? And maybe we should talk about our process today, our creative process. Yeah, there we go. There's a, there's a topic we, we, we can yeah. fall into. <laughs> <laughs> we can get around to. Yeah, I can get around to that. Creative process. Well, I mean, what is it like for you, Bill? I mean, um, I'll, I'll happily give you mine, but I'm I'm curious to hear on on your end. You know, what is what is that like? And and does it change? Well, I know it does because I'm sure it does for you, but. Is it different depending on the person too, right? The collaboration. Oh, sure. Or, you know, if I'm going to do a solo album, you know, I can be inspired by a sound. Like, you know, playing around with sounds on the keyboard is like, hey, this sounds like a good one. Let's see what we can do with this. And pretty soon you've got some weird version of, you know, Jingle Bells. (laughs) (laughs) Right? No, the sound is actually, uh, for me, that's a big one is the tone. Sometimes I wonder, I'm like, am I going to write this song better or not better, but am I going to write this song period more from the tone of the, the, let's say, instrument I'm choosing or from an existing idea that's already in my mind or maybe from a set of lyrics or from an entire concept altogether? Like it it really also depends on, on, um, is it my creation just coming purely from me or is it a con? contract or someone paying me to create and the lyrics are hard because you know some people are poets and some people aren't yeah and i and i used to think i i wasn't a poet and now i'm like well i won't call myself a poet but i definitely know that i can write lyrics because at this point it's like you know like uh, i'm just kind of the creative process for me is just to um put down whatever's coming in and, and try to take off my filter more than anything right right yeah that's, that's that's the big thing it, I don't know if I have a process. I mean, I've been talking about the creative process. I don't think I have a process. It's simply to get out of the way. I think that's the biggest part of the process is to get out of the way. That, 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 like I was saying before, I think for me, the best performances I've ever had, the best writing I ever have, the best creating I ever have always comes when I'm out of my own way, when I am letting the process come in very, very clearly, very, very organically. And the less left brain you know, logical thinking. This is the writing and creative process. This is not editing, mixing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, this is actually... That's when you, it. you go to your left brain, you get logical when you're mixing and mastering and editing. But when you're creating and writing, it really is that right brain flow state. And if I've learned anything about flow state, it is uh, really trying to get out of your own way. 
That's every time. <laughs> it's every, yep. every time. And, and what about and, you know, that? You know, no. I have been surprised by technology in the, in the last couple of months. Um, a lot of this composition stuff, I, I use MIDI for it because it's just easier. MIDI to GarageBand. So I got got that all set up and um, started on something. And I don't know how the technology, GarageBand, my keyboard, whatever, selected the sound. But it was a perfect sound. I'm like, hey, dude, I can use this. Right? So that was the that was the germ of the entire song was that random sound that got selected by technology, you know, just out of the gate. And, um, you know, I just went with it and, you know, I went with it into a bunch of corners where I got stuck. (laughs) Right. And okay. I got a question. How, how do you go with pieces, especially if they're your own, I find when they're your own compositions, they can stay on a shelf for a long, long time. Oh yeah. Um, how do you do that when it's like when you're, de- let's say, developing something um, and, and you know, like, what does that process look like? And what I mean, too, is like when it goes beyond, OK, I had a writing session and it's not finished. What is that process like? How do you go back to it? How do you kind of massage and figure that out? You know, um, that was one of the corners. So uh, the, the music, I just wanted one thing I was working on. So the music ideal was great. Um, the rhythm was great. I decided to do it in 5-4. You know, got a bass line, got a comp line going. It, it was rocking. Everything was cool. Found a drummer. You know, and, and GarageBand lets you sync all that stuff up so you don't have to play it perfectly and it really rocks, right? And then I'm looking at the melody that doesn't exist and the words that do exist and trying to figure out what the hell I'm going to do. <laughs> so I just did it like four syllables at a time just came up with little four syllable atoms that could be strung together to make a molecular, you know, lyric line happen. And um, it was hard work. And I got, you know, the verse and the refrain done. And I just had to stop. (laughs) (laughs) It was just, it was like pulling teeth. You know, it was, it was just that painful. And it sat there for a couple of weeks. And finally, like Saturday, just this last Saturday, I thought, hey, you know, I'm going to play the piano. So I fired everything up and I sat down. And immediately when I sat down, it was like, no, not you're not going to play the piano, but you're going to finish that song. And dang it all, I finished the song. Right? It's like all of a sudden the ideas were there. And everything that had happened before, all the teeth pulling, you know, made sense. And it flowed and it worked and everything was cool. And, you know, the person who sent me the lyrics loved it and um but it wasn't finished yet right there was still something that was missing this is i'm just rambling on this so okay so the thing was in e minor i don't know why i chose e minor just it's a decent key and there's like you know two chords in the whole piece there's actually about six but there's two right it's easy there's no harmonic difficulty the rhythmic difficulty in five four is cool and that makes it kind of drive but um it got all done and it sounded like there was something missing so I poked around in our good old friend, the Sofeggio frequencies, right? And guess what E minor E, the key E is really close to? Yeah, which one? It's uh six thirty-nine. So E is like, you know, six eighty-nine or something. So I just downtuned it in um whatever I was using at the time to six thirty-nine, changed the whole character of the of the entire song. And it just became um, 
that's when it was finished. Like I knew it was finished. And the lyrics, dang it all, the lyrics are 639 energy lyrics. They're all about, you know, coming from the heart and just like, it's that's heart chakra stuff, right? So it was just like, ah, now it's done, right? And I kept going back to like, what am I not, what's, what's the thing? What, what? And then finally, yesterday morning, I discovered how close I was to 630. I should look up the solfeggio. You know how much I am not the monotone guy, right? <laughs> yeah. I know, and and I, the jury's still kind of out on Solfeggio, although you know it depends on who you ask. But yeah, uh, what and what does it feel like for you? And, and this is going to be a, maybe a hard. I know for me it's a hard one to describe. But how does it feel when you know you're complete, or at least good enough, complete of a, like you finish the song? Oh, it's surprising. You know, I feel like oh wow, I did that. You know, it starts to get into you. Uh, but there's also, you know, there's always a, uh, two sides to the coin. So the other way that I knew that I was finished was the damn thing's an earworm. <laughs> I've got it like stuck in my head now. Catchy. Can't make it stop. Doing something, right? <laughs> Found a hook. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, a pro- it's a process. I love hearing that because it is it is different for everybody. And it's also, there's a lot of commonalities in the creative process too. Have you done that before where somebody hits you with lyrics and you're going, oh, geez, what do I do? And Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, for me, um, yeah, I, I, I uh, with melodies especially, I really uh, don't think a lot about them. I really definitely just go into... Um, a flow state i really um i find for myself especially with melody i kind of just repeat uh, a little progression over and 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 just play and play and play and play with different melodic so do you ideas. build it from the from the harmonic from the harmony or just build it from like picking up melody atoms yeah it might it really depends i it's funny how so many songs do get written really differently at least for me so uh, that that really does depend um but a lot of the time for me i think more commonly is i'll just i'll work uh i'll work an idea out and i'll just i'll i'll pretty much do it until it becomes an earworm you know like i i just work the melody until i'm like this really feels like it's something that i want to keep singing yeah again and again and then that typically is what okay that's going to be that main hook or that main melody okay great and then you kind of just move on to the next lyric and and go through it like that. Sometimes the lyrics are not defined as a verse or chorus or bridge either. And you can, right. Yeah. But the melody almost kind of creates the chorus and verse sometimes the structure in a way. So, and then sometimes depending on, you know, if it's my lyrics or somebody else's, like I'll mix and match or completely switch words that just kind of flow better with the new melody. I find I usually write melody first lyric second, but that's definitely not always the case. Sometimes the lyrics, are it's all about the lyrics and that's the idea and then you kind of spend time finding a melody and a chord progression that'll go with that yeah so it it is so different each song is um usually quite a quite a different approach some songs for me on my my own um when i'm doing just my own pieces sometimes i'll come back to ideas that are very very old recently it's been a theme i've been going back to a lot of old ideas that are like many many years old to be honest and finding um, really fun new ways of playing them that make the song in a way feel brand new to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's really fun. Like some of these, these melodies and riffs, I I'm like, Holy crap. I wrote that like eight years ago, like no joke. And yet 
it's sounding perfect right now <laughs> with some of these things that I'm doing. I'm like, isn't that funny? You know, like uh, that, that's why I do like, there's some, I'm sure a lot of creators out there. Some also have these hilarious libraries of just idea, 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 idea. Well, there's a good reason to keep those ideas and you'll probably naturally remember the really good ones. The ones that, you know, you want to revive, they'll come back into your consciousness yeah. And it might be when you're noodling on something totally different. And then all of a sudden this old idea, this old melody comes, uh, comes in and then you'll just start laughing at that connectivity of it all. Yeah. I wonder sometimes how much we're stealing. Well, there's no real original ideas. I don't think not to take yeah. away the creative process, but it's also just to have that humble uh, look at it where you're, you really are, channeling or if you want to look at it as a download but regardless those ideas are coming from somewhere and it's not my brain because my brain is i'm turning that thing off as much as yeah I yeah it's not about remembering you know, some riff that beethoven wrote that was used by somebody else that was used by somebody else that now is going to be part of although although um it's one of those you know when you learn in music school what the ds era is you hear it everywhere <laughs> Right. Da, 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 da. It's like, let's make it stop. <laughs> well, there's definitely going to be melodies that you end up using or chord, chord progressions that are the same as so many other chord progressions. Yeah. But it's like, what I guess, what's your own spin? I mean, even recently, I'm doing these uh, cover songs that um, either I flip the genre of it. So if it's like an old, um, you know, jazz song, I'll make it like a hip hop or so, you yeah. know, just you know, flip the genre or but I've been enjoying our mashups. So I come up with a whole new chord progression and then try to stick to maybe one artist, but mash up three or four of their songs into one progression yeah. and, and see how that works. So it's like, you're still taking existing old melodies, quote unquote, stealing or, you know, just repurposing and, uh, and still it takes a creative, you know, um, flow to still even use existing things. So oh, even sure. Reusing, you can still have a very natural creative flow, I think, too. Remixes are awesome. It's like the most honest we've ever been about stealing music. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And <laughs> we get some great stuff. I mean, do you remember back in the day? I think it was Verve that came out with the first remixes where they were getting their old jazz catalog out and then remixing it and layering on like modern sounds and stuff. Um, I don't remember that, but that sounds awesome. I mean, I love 90s, that. 90s, maybe? And it was just, it, it was a great idea. And I don't know whatever happened to that, but it sure blew up because now everybody's remixing anything. Yeah. Remixes are really, really fun. I want to really want to get some of my music remixed because I'm the, my curiosity is like, what's someone else going to do? Like what, right? Like I, for me as a, as the creator, I, I can't think of anything more of a compliment that someone remixes my, uh, my tune. It's kind of a fun thing to hear something completely redone and it is it is really i remember uh, last year i finally finally found uh christmas remixes that were like really good and like tastefully done um like bing crosby but do, doing like a right. dub reggae or yeah i heard like some of that cool drum and bass or something where i'm like what christmas That's is awesome. big in our place in fact rebecca's in the other room right now making bread and listening to christmas music it's like <laughs> that's just who we are around here right yeah it's a it's a fun genre so it is and and the remixes for me make it a lot more listenable especially uh for anyone that 
you know, has worked in retail or other places where you know, Christmas songs do get uh, kind of destroyed. Not not the fault of the songs. They're great songs, but it's just when you listen to anything a bazillion times and you're associating it with a bit of a maybe the mo- not most fun job or something. Oh, man. I can understand I, why some people just are like, I F Christmas music. Like, no, no, no. And I get it. I totally do. Um, and those remixes, I think, are nice because it. No, not for my opinion at least most people haven't heard them so it gives a nice new spin on on a on the beautiful christmas songs that can be very overplayed can sure. be yes and and are and and are mainstream radio of course i mean it's just the second okay. Halloween time. i'm thinking of my nordstrom days like you know the day after thanksgiving friday for thanksgiving yeah. black friday right we'd open early and it had to be christmas music right from eight o'clock or whenever it started and that was a, a horrible gig because it's limited you know, to what you can play. So playing Jingle Bells 14 different ways and, you know, 14 different genres or styles or whatever, it's all you could do just to keep your sanity. (laughs) (laughs) When I got another four hours in my shift and I've already played all 50 Christmas songs, right? (laughs) What was your gig again? You got to remind me of that. Oh man. So back in the day, so Nordstrom, you know, sort of high-end department store had grand pianos in all their stores and actual people in gowns or tuxedos playing them. That's so cool. Yeah, it was it was a great gig. I mean, it really was. I got to interact with people. I mean, for the people who liked it, for other people, it was just sort of a grind. Oh, yeah. But, um, it was a great gig. And um, the store I was at, I, I one of them had a concert, Steinway. The other one had a Steinway B. <laughs> My home store was one with a Steinway B. It was like, well, it's hard to not play this piano for four or six hours a day. <laughs> a they kept time. them in great That's shape, you know. It was a real commitment there. They're gone now been a while yeah so um yeah great gig for for quite a while for a lot of musicians i love those um reminds me of the pianos in the airports uh yeah all the airports have that and i and i just love that i mean shows again that power and magic of music when just a bunch of strangers in an airport and then someone starts to noodle or i mean i love to go do that but i, lo- I also love hearing other people um a lot of usually a lot of people that you can tell are like they're not professionals but they they yeah. all just love to play, love to play. a couple of songs they know how to noodle on and they do and it's just it's just uh that kind of stuff you're like we we just need more of that i feel you know more more instruments just readily available to play like why not yeah, first, street uh, pianos are great too. yeah street pianos uh some cities i think boston had one for a while Toronto did for a bit yeah, just a, uh, an upright piano sitting out some. They'd roll it out there, and they'd just let it sit there for four hours, see what would happen. Yeah, they did the summer and, series, uh, TD Day. Yeah, yeah. Canada was great. Great, all pre-COVID, of course, but... Great, great, great things. Uh, just to see what will happen. You reminded me of um, way back in the day, in the 80s, man, I was going through Chicago really early in the morning, like nobody was in the terminal. And I had one of those interminable lock walks where they drop you at one end of the of the building and your plane is at the other end, your next oh, connecting yeah. flight, right? And I come up the ramp and I out of the jetway and I look into this terminal and, and in front of me is this concert grand piano. Hello. <laughs> the world, what's happening to the world, right? Where and this is like in the 80s. There's nobody had, you know, and it was united. And I thought to myself that because there was that commercial at the time that used um George Gershwin's Rhapsody in Blue, the United commercial, right? And it was their music on hold and all that. So my dream was to be able to play that, play Rhapsody in Blue on that piano in the United Terminal. Didn't happen. I, I have, however, performed Rhapsody in Blue. <laughs> Together with the joke. <laughs> Amazing. 
you know, playing playing and say, thank you for calling United Airlines. <laughs> please hold. <laughs> please hold. In the next five hours. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, my gosh. Thanks for reminding me of that. That's been a while. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I'll even my dad, uh, every time um, he's traveled to Europe and typically Europe, a very popular airport for people to, you know, transfer through is the Amsterdam airport. Mm-hmm. And that's got a piano and great food and bread and some of the better bakeries in any airport I've been in too. Um, but the pianos are always a treat. And so uh, a couple of times my dad sent me a video of just him noodling away on the piano. And I know it brings him a lot of joy. And it's just those little things like it, it's, we downplay a lot of these things with instruments playing, just having things available and, and incur- and just having normal, regular everyday people kind of noodling away and playing on these things more. I think, I just think the more we do that, imagine uh, every corporate um, environment has a instrument room right? for people to go in and just jam and, and bang around a drum for a bit or play a kazoo or a harmonica or whatever, and just have some fun with that and, and let off some steam. I wonder how the productivity would improve. I wonder how blah, 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 you know, workplace, I don't know, camaraderie or whatever. Like, Oh, I'm like convinced. That. Let's do it. Right. Right. Like a music room in a corporate setting, I think yep. would literally convert into higher productivity, blah, 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 all the positives that the business wants. I swear that would help. Um, I don't have any stats on that, but there might even be out there already. Um, certainly with brain and cognitive function, we all know music is extremely helpful for, yep. uh, for all yep. of that. So, I mean, who knows? We, we might be living, we, we may very well be living in an era where that is going to be shifting so much, uh, especially in the next decade with music and sound healing uh, becoming far more mainstream and, thing, you know, all the stuff that we talk about on this podcast every single week uh, become, becoming more mainstream, becoming more in the, you know, it's funny. I was telling a friend uh, recently about my summer doing these meditation workshops and you know, feeling like I, I was getting a good sense of the pulse of, you know, the everyday Joe and Jane, you know, the everyday human. Um, and one of the things I was really surprised was that people now have an actual idea of what something like a sound bath might be, or, or at least a meditation right. workshop. Yeah. They actually kind of know what that would be. And even things like breath work are in the lingo at least as i've heard of this thing called breath work what's you know so even the fact that yeah even the fact that people are just asking about it more when i say sound bath they're like they they might not know what it is but they've probably heard about it now or they've heard that thrown around like yeah what is a sound bath but they're at least asking if not they're like oh my god i just started this thing called breath work or i just started this thing called I went to a sound bath and I just felt so good. Like, wow, I, I, tell me more, you know? So it's, it's, it is uh, clearly shifting in the collective consciousness and we might start to see things like a music room, you know, in a corporate setting, uh, a bunch of bankers on their lunch jam and have like a, ba- the, the banking band, you know, or something like, how cool would that be? Right. Battle I mean, the bands, battle the bank bands. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's Chase versus, I don't know, other American banks. You know, I, I only know my Canadian ones, but you know what I mean? Like, that'd be hilarious. But again, I would be so curious if they did some studies and some, some t- statistics where they could somehow measure productivity before and, and, and after the music rooms are implemented. What would that do for company culture? What would that do for yeah productivity, et cetera, and happiness general, just uh, overall um, workplace happiness, um, quality of life. I mean, geez, I, I feel like it would impact all of that. 
We have some of that on drum circles. Uh, the, the trouble is that our research is funded by um, break fix. So if something's broken, you can get a research grant to evaluate your fix. What we don't have is research that's based on growth. Right. You know, um, and maybe that shift is something that's happening as people become more aware of how powerful sound and rhythm can be. They'll say, hey, what if I tried this, right? And then they'll have their own evidence of how it worked, you know, at, at Bank of America, wherever they were doing it, right? Some brave executive that wants to step outside the box you know, and pay for music therapists to come in, you know, for four months to see what happens, right? Lead a drum circle every week. There's, uh, there's got to be that kind of curiosity out there, Chris, because, you know, the you trust the institutions to give you the, you know, the fix for whatever's broken. That mentality is kind of breaking down a little, and the openness that results is, oh well, I could do this. Like I don't have to have a vaccination if I can do this. You know that that kind of openness uh, is getting there. Oh yeah, and uh, I just had a, a buddy of mine yesterday have a really funny encounter at a cafe and starts talking to this stranger, this gentleman. Um, they kind of just hit it off immediately. Start talking about breath work, meditation, all that good stuff, and uh, he ends up finding out. They ended up having like a two-hour conversation, and wow. this guy. Um, multi-millionaire who uh, has many many investments and businesses and um, clearly understands wealth and money and uh, and is extremely interested in all the stuff that we talk about here on our podcast and wants to invest wants to find more ways to bring these things into the uh, the public so I I'm already seeing in real life these shifts where the people with the money and the influence are also seeing what we're seeing you know, it's not just yeah. happening with the artists and the creatives and the people that also can make a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. And I'm a full believer in that abundance that we all have um, is all of our birthright. But, you know, at this point in my journey, I'm not a multimillionaire. And um, hearing it from someone who's a multimillionaire and, and, and I know he's not the only one. There's a lot of people now with a lot of influence, a lot of money that want these things and see the value, see the value on all fronts, not just spiritual value right yes they get the tangible value yeah it all it all ties together uh we've gone way beyond the point where somebody can say like to music if i do music therapy how will that change my bottom line that mindset has shifted to one that says well if i bring in a music therapist to a drum circle you know regularly i bet that's going to change the attitudes and the you know the interaction in my team. And if that doesn't boost productivity, I don't know what could, maybe I'll try that. Yeah. Yeah. It's becoming um, very, very tangible and, and, and easy to see how it can um, be implemented. In oh, that's, so that's the cool thing. You, you mentioned that a minute ago. I want to hit it because it's so incredible. Uh, we're at such a pressure point right now that anything that relieves that a little bit of that pressure is going to be like, Oh my gosh. Right. And so those of us who are working in that pressure relief field, like you and like me, uh, it's like shooting fish in a barrel. Uh, no offense to the fish. And I'm not a gun you know, advocate or anything. So maybe that was the wrong, you know, <laughs> but I know what you analogy mean. to make. I know what you, you mean. know, it's like people are so ready that it doesn't take much. No, it's a it's a it's a funny place to be because obviously we're both we want peace we want you know just overall happiness and, and joy for the whole planet for everybody so i don't want 
you know, I don't want people to be stressed and, and in high anxiety. However, that is our current state. Yeah, it's of our reality. It is our reality. And I'm just grateful that we have a lot of things to offer and basically to be in service to the rest of humanity with, and yeah. that, you know, nothing could feel better on my end than to do that. Um, and at the same time, it's, it, it is, uh, yeah, I think for the creatives out there and the people that are in this, you know, stress relief, uh, let's say industry of whatever that modality looks like, yeah. it is a bit of a golden age right now because of the unfortunate rise in uh, mental health and every other issue on the face of the freaking planet, basically, yeah, is that yeah. it's like boiling point and uh, we need all the help we can get and we have it. That's the encouragement. Yeah, we have it. Right. And it feels so good, right? Like you were talking about off your tour. It just feels so good when people come up to you and you know that, you know, everybody just spontaneously starts singing or mosh pitting or whatever people do. You know, it's just, it's such a great uh, thing to participate in that. Right. I'll I'll never not want to do that. You know, like no matter what the money situation, no matter what what's going on, you know, those are always experiences in life that I will happily have more of. So you brought that money thing up. And I think it's important to hit that one here because a lot of creativity is done for free, you know, on your own time or whatever, or somebody hits you with a project and you have a heart for it. So you do it or you're looking for an opportunity. So you just give your stuff away. But um, in my experience this summer, it's been much more reciprocal. There's something more than money that's going on here. And um, just the response I, I got from that crazy piece, you know, the five, four piece that I sweat over and turned into a, 639 hertz you know the response i got back from on that one was just so gratifying it's like you know well the money's nice but look if this thing helps change people around and it changes a lot of people you know that's connected to rewards that are not just you know altruistic so let's just do it and put it out there and and trust that you know that we're going to be sustained in this whatever this is yeah and it is the golden age in a way to uh to to be doing this right and uh look at what's happening with psilocybin research and just the whole oh, yeah. of psychedelics being psychedelics i find very much um you know in in intertwined and in, in, in aligned with um all these other modalities right, right. Music, it's music, all, all opening the same uh pandora's box yeah, you know, I got just don't let me make any more analogies, right? Because it's not Pandora that I'm after here. <laughs> no, I know, but I know what you mean. It's it's a, the opposite in terms of it's a positive Pandora's box. Yes, yes. Up and all these life is a box of chocolates. It's a box of chocolates. Yes, no, it's the chocolate, chocolate box. Yeah, exactly. So we're unless just you don't like chocolate, okay, forgive me. I'm no, no, no. Chocolate's great. Excellent. We'll stage right. Yeah. <laughs> where's the game? Uh, where's the hook? <laughs> No, no, I, I, I absolutely agree. And, and, and I, I would say a lot of my friends would agree too, who are all in those, um, you know, whether they're doing body work, um, their talk therapy, uh, sound healing, you know, yeah, just business coaching, people. everybody's business just coaching all, all of this stuff. Like people need support, people need help. And we need it all from each other in different yeah. ways and, and help comes in different ways. You might not be a, a healer listening to this, but you, and you might be a, I don't know, a carpenter, but guess what? The work you're doing on someone's front porch is actually helping them a lot because when that is done, that gives them a lot of joy and then they can share beautiful moments with their family on that porch. And like, you're contributing to their life in a, in a positive way. So it's like, we're just talking about the arts and, and the creative stuff in this podcast, but it truly applies to everything. Oh yeah. 
as everything is a creation. I mean, yep. been creating an insurance plan. My my uh, grandfather and a lot of my family work in insurance. I mean, that's the almost feels like the uh, not antithesis of the arts, but it's certainly like the opposite. Yeah. And uh, and I tell them all the time, like, well, this creativity. And when I'm on the phone with you know an insurance agent, if I'm talking to someone who's really kind and compassionate, and we have like a lovely interaction, I mean, I'm feeling really good about everything now. All of a sudden, and yeah. took a stress and anxiety out of my life. So thank you. You know, we all have an ability to contribute to this, you know, new kind of, uh, you know, like civilization that we're trying to create now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Helping oh, each yeah. other out, you know, like look at the Maui fires, you know, the biggest response that came was, and unfortunately, but also what a beautiful example of humanity, which was the locals, everyone had to help each other out because, you know, their government left them out to dry or let them to burn more specifically. Yeah. And it's just like, what did they do? They had to come together. And they did. And they're helping each other so much. And that's just a microcosm of what I believe 99.9999999% of all humans are, is we just want to live with our loved ones, enjoy life, relax, eat good food, you know, listen to yeah. some fun music, play, have fun, and, and ultimately just, you know, be at peace, you know, uh, doing whatever the hell we want to do. And, and people want the best for one another you know we do we all want to be able to just be happy and at peace all together and live live on this planet whichever way we want to live and i think that's what we're kind of seeing with this surge of of people being more open to sound healing and things like that where it's just like let's just do whatever we can to, to get out of this old habit this old crazy world that we used to live in that was very very messed up for so many different reasons and Let's let's open up a new world where we all help each other. We're not really as competitive. We're co collaborative. We're compassionate. We're community based. You know, and we're we're all just going to help each other out in our own uh, ways that we can, based on our God given talents. Essentially, works much better that way. Yeah, you know. So you say something likewise, and we'll wrap this up. <laughs> yeah, let's let's wrap it up. I uh, I gotta get onto another call anyway, but. I, I would say for me, I mean, it's it's fun to talk about the creative pro process as well because you know, hopefully, audience, you guys listening, you know, we always uh, appreciate you tuning into our uh, our sometimes very free flowing conversations or sometimes full on very you know uh, topic based. Today, I, I enjoyed our our conversation in free flow, and and it really leaves me thinking a lot about create creativity and the creative process and not only understanding how you like to operate in the creative process, but the creative process itself, I think is a form of healing. You know, I really feel like it is in and of itself, just it, it, you exercise play going through the creative process. You exercise really opening up your mind and shutting off the, the monkey mind. And um, these are all great techniques, you know, to, to, that translate into so many other parts of your life. So once again, if you're not a you know, musician listening to this, we're just talking about a, a process that could apply to anything, you know, and uh, and also try using music and that creative process in music as something that can stimulate creativity in the rest of your life and in, in other parts of your career. I can't tell you how many times Well, I'll use the example of Einstein, right? Einstein played violin. Why? Well, because he loved it, but also because it got his right brain creativity fully opened up ready to go and then he would immediately then go right into a scientific problem and then work on that so i think music has very direct practical application in your everyday life let us know if you are using music for that you know maybe you come home after your nine to five and you play guitar for an hour you know how does that impact your um 
your mental health, but also your, dare I say, productivity. Yeah, yeah. Everything about your life. And hey, you don't have to play the violin or the guitar. Um, Who is it? Uh, Winston Churchill is famous for walking. You know, go take a walk. But I'd suggest walking around with music. Like find an intentional song for your one hour walk. Put it on repeat. And just let that intentional song mind you for an hour. You know, however many times if you hear it, it was five minutes long. Five, you'll hear it twelve times in an hour. You know, um, see what happens to you under that influence. And um, you know, the part of you that does EMDR without you knowing it is engaged in that, and the music's engaged in that. And, uh, your right brain will, well, your left brain will be pretty noisy too. But your right brain will get a nice bath, sound bath. Yeah. And then you'll be like on this podcast telling us how great it all was. And you know, we'll interview you as a guest and you can lead the productivity charge, you know, into the company music room. How about I that? Love <laughs> I love it. Let us know, everyone. Let us know uh, what, uh, yeah, what outcomes you're having from uh, involving the creative process into your life. And uh, as always, thank you so much for listening, everyone. And Bill, thank you as always for uh co-hosting this this was a fun conversation as always yeah thanks chris i love these these are just i don't know this this lights up my week me too appreciate you brother thank you thank you uh, hello everybody you take oh. care